Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to hour number two of the expanded Inside Sources. It's great to be with you today and every day from 1 to 3 p.m. here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. I. Hope you're ready for uh, a little deeper dig on some of the news of the day. We're going to think a little bigger. We're going to challenge our assumptions a little bit stronger. And, of course, when we need to, we're going to disagree a little bit better. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. So, of course, uh, a a lot of the news today is about uh, President Biden's uh, spending, uh, his various proposals from his jobs plan to an infrastructure plan, America Families plan. Uh, it all adds up to uh, a lot of money, and a lot of that money is actually going to come to the state of Utah. $1.5 billion will be headed to the Beehive State, and how that money will be spent uh, is what we're going to be thinking about in this segment of the program. We want you to chime in and help us think through where that money ought to go, how we should apply it, invest it, use it. And you can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500, uh, or you can do that on our Facebook page as well. And I actually want to start uh, with a, a little insight in terms of what Governor Cox is thinking in terms of that spending. He was on CNN this morning with Anna Cabrera. And during that interview, I want to pay, play a couple of segments of this interview with Anna Cabrera uh, and Governor Cox talking about the infrastructure plan, what the president laid out, and what it might mean for the people of the state of Utah. President Biden is pushing this big, bold agenda, as we've been talking about today. You've spoken about the importance of investing in the state's infrastructure. Can you get behind the president's plan? Uh, well, I can get behind small portions of it. <laughs> it's We've been really good here in Utah. We were able to, because of the way we handled the pandemic, because of the growth in our economy, we've had a really unique opportunity to invest in education, to invest in infrastructure, and then to give some tax cuts to families and veterans and our so seniors. What- so, again, that's the uh, opening part of this uh, interchange between uh, CNN's Anna Cabrera and Governor Spencer Cox. And, of course, the the governor saying, well, there's some some things he can get behind. Uh, he did say small portions of the of the president's agenda. Uh, and part of that I want to go back to. It's because we have been responsible because we have saved for a rainy day or a pandemic. We didn't know it was going to be a pandemic, but we had a rainy day fund ready. And have been able to manage through so many things. So Utah is uniquely positioned to do that. And, 
Continuing on this conversation on CNN this morning, uh, Anna Cabrera asked Governor Cox uh, about things like infrastructure. Forgive me for interrupting, but I'm short on time. So what parts of this plan could you get behind? Well, the parts that that actually focus on real infrastructure, right? We we need to make sure that we have roads and that we have bridges and that we have those types of things that that, that matter. And and some of our infrastructure is aging. Our water infrastructure, for example, the federal government stopped investing in water infrastructure several years ago, which I think was a mistake. And that's one area where we absolutely need to rebuild our infrastructure. All right, so there's a, a pretty good indicator, I think a very strong indicator from the governor of the state of Utah of where some of this uh, infrastructure money should go, and that is uh, water. Now, I know that is not a, uh, a sexy, exciting uh, thing to talk about, <laughs> water infrastructure. Uh, but as the governor rightly pointed out, it's been many years uh, since the federal government in particular has been investing uh, in water infrastructure, and we do live in a desert And water does matter and how that water moves around matters in terms of effectiveness and efficiencies. And so I think this is an important thing in terms of projecting forward clearly a priority when you live in a desert, when you are the fastest growing state in the union, that you do have the infrastructure to sustain what you're doing and the influx of of new people coming in and new businesses coming in. All of those take water. And so I think that's a, a wise thing for the governor to be pointing out is that let's get to some real infrastructure things. Let's make sure we know what infrastructure is, uh, define that properly, and then uh, start working on that. So those that is a priority coming from the governor. I'm sure there will be other issues that will pop up uh, as the uh, legislature convenes and talks about ways to uh, use and invest this $1.5 billion coming into the state. Uh, and so uh, let's explore just a little bit of what uh, what you're chiming in on. Again, uh, on our text line, 57500, our Utah Community Credit Union, KSL text line, and then uh, also on our Facebook page. Uh, of course, the uh, the popular uh, idea is to give it back to the, to the taxpayers, uh, which I'm not sure we can do with this uh, particular money. It's, uh, it is designated. It does have some strings, uh, which is why one of our texters weighed in and said, well, then let's just give it back. Uh, that would be a good thing to do. And again, it's an inter- that's always the interesting debate. You, it's, it's, quote, free money from the federal government. And I would remind everyone there is no free money anywhere. It does not exist. Uh, but do we just give it back? Say, nope, we don't need it. We're, we're in good shape. We handled our affairs properly. Uh, but then does that money turn around and get wasted and sent to a state that uh, has squandered their resources or hasn't been wise or has overspent or has been reckless? Uh, and then suddenly we're we're supporting bad behavior from other states. Uh, we had uh, a couple of uh, folks chime in talking about uh, incentives and support for home buyers, especially first-time home buyers. Again, the market is challenging, uh, if not impossible for some. Uh, it is so hot right now. Uh, that's an interesting place to look at. Uh, of course, we have some of the traditional ideas, education, housing, unemployment, uh, homelessness that we've been talking about. Uh, you know, those are all things. Uh, addiction, of course, is another uh, big issue. Mental health. All of those are, are important pieces. Uh, and so when when we look at that money coming in and how the legislature will decide to to move that around and divvy that up, 
uh, again, we got to be careful. Uh, the one thing that I is the biggest caution for me is let's not create a bunch of new programs that we then have to keep funding for years and years and years. Uh, that's often the mistake. When you find a, a big chunk of cash, you buy the boat. And when you buy the boat, you may be able to use the money you got to buy the boat. But then the boat needs gas. The boat needs maintenance. The boat needs a marina. The boat needs you to go and use it. And all of those things cost more money. And you have to do that every single time you use it. It's maintenance. And so we have to be very careful uh, with this money that we don't create things that we then will not be able to support long term. Uh, in the, just as an example, in the America Families Plan, there are things for pre-K school for uh, three and four-year-olds. And that sounds like a great thing. And then when you look at the fine print, it's like, okay, well, the federal government will pay for 90% of that for the first several years. And then... And then the state will be responsible for at least 50% of the cost of that. In a really young state like the state of Utah, what does that balloon to? And do we really want to be on the hook for that? So it's sort of that teaser rate on your credit card. It's really low, sounds really great, makes you feel really powerful in the beginning. Uh, but you could rack up that debt and then the real interest rate comes in and suddenly you're swamped. And the same thing happens with a lot of government programs. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, former Representative Mia Love is going to join us. We're going to talk about some of the things that came out of the State of the Union and Tim Scott's address, what it means for the country, for the party moving forward. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.